0: All right, welcome everybody back to dissecting popular IT nerds today. We've got Chris Myers on the show. I am I'm very happy to have you on the show because you have quite the pedigree. I haven't used that word ever yet. Just so you know, I've <laughs> never used that word IT pedigree. Um, you're, you're the first person that I'm using this on, and I would say probably one of the most well-rounded. Uh, business focused IT leaders that I've seen uh, at least in your space I'm and I want to thank you yeah I don't want to you know beat you up too much here but um let's just kind of start off with you know I think we should just start off with the the biggest of all which is we spoke recently and one of the things that you said was don't worry about getting shot down and mm-hmm. And I think that's so important. Let's—we're just gonna. Well, no, we'll we'll uh, we'll foreshadow that. Don't worry about getting shot down. Um, don't worry about getting fired down and being in the line of fire, which I think could be hard for a lot of. I don't know, a lot of IT guys that might not be used to being out in the kind of forceful, strong executive world. But before we get there, before we get there, um, tell me how you got into this whole world to begin with. What was, um, I don't know, let's go back, let's do the, what was your first computer? What was your first, um, oh, technology? So I had a Trash 80, TRS 80. <laughs> we lived
1: very close to where I live now, out in the sticks, Minnesota, western Minnesota, suburbs of Minneapolis. Um, lived on a farm and my dad came home with the trash 80 and uh, you know, it had two big five and a half, five and a quarter inch floppies. And, you know, one had the program, the other one had the data and, you know, being in the country, not a ton to do, um, you know, having this piece of electronic gadgetry, uh, I got some books and, and programmed some games and it was cool, you know, and they were stupid little, I don't even remember what they were, but they were, it was, it was a great tool to learn on the schools all had, you know, apples, but, but this was, this had the DOS, you know, uh, OS and,
0: and how uh, many people, how many people in your town growing up? Like what was the population? Oh, I mean, we lived in the country. I I mean, it had to be you know, with
1: probably three, maybe 400 in the town of Watertown, Minnesota. <laughs> okay. I, mean, it was I
0: thought you were going to say 3,000. I thought no, I. Came up with no, a small no, town. no, My no. town was 3,000. We had no gas station. We had no gas, which is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, you probably did not have a gas station if you only had 300. You had to drive somewhere. If you did, we then did. you did. We did have it. We had a little wow. Main Street. Mm, yeah. That's cool. I really lived in the sticks then. Um, But, you know, similar for me too. I mean, ours was a Texas Instruments. It was like cartridges. Like, how can a computer run on Atari cartridges? So, and I was definitely not smart enough to look up how to program games. I was asking my brother who really was more of a computer nerd that went to, uh, he actually went to Harvard and Bill Gates was in his class. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I was always bugging my brother. Come on, make me a game, make me a game. Like, I thought he was going to, you know, like pop out, you know, Pac-Man or something, like in an hour.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> uh, I have to tell you, I had a roommate one time and, and I was going to college, I was going to community college and I lived off campus in an apartment and I, I roomed with this guy and he worked for a company, a local company that made, you know, small transistor transformers. <clears throat> and they did some work with Next, which was Steve Jobs's, you know, old company. Mm. And um, he was in a meeting one time with jobs. Mm -hmm. And his story was, and uh, so a lot of the, you know, folklore about jobs and how persistent he was about quality of things and the markers and and the markers. Yeah. Uh He came in guns blazing one time because the monitors had beads on them. You could see where the bead, where the, you know, the front of the monitor connected to the back. And he could see the bead, and he was he was flipping out. And I and I, he's like, I've I've never, you know, he's like, I don't know how you could have fixed it, but it was pretty intense. And and I thought that was a great story. I mean,
0: but I wonder what hard. he meant by I wonder what he meant by flipping out. He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't happy. <laughs> I think so he had a, I there. think he had a
1: certain <laughs> a certain vision in mind for how the next computer should look and it didn't have a bead on it with the with the monitor. So um
0: I just I thought I'd throw that in there. That was a so story. what happened next after um you know well first of all TRS8 I just gotta ask you did you know he was coming home with that?
1: Yeah yeah I actually went we I went to pick it up with him um it was in some guy's basement he bought it from some guy that you know was selling these things and uh yeah I picked it up we brought it home and
0: It was cool. I mean it It was was, the all in one, like monitor keyboard with two massive like five and a quarter floppy discs, right? Yep. Yeah. It's a pretty cool. uh, I don't think people realize how much fun it was to get a new piece of technology. Nowadays, like the new iPhone comes out and everyone's like, Oh, we gotta wait in line and do all this craziness or something like or whatever whatever, you know, ridiculousness, right? But It just wasn't like going to a computer store back then. No. No, No, totally agree. It's just not the same. People don't understand. I mean, people do understand. You and I. People like me, people like you and I understand. But my kids will never know. (laughs) (laughs) They'll never know what it was like to go to Sears and rent a VHS tape. (laughs) (laughs) Laserdisc. It was beta, actually, the very first movie I ever that we ever rented. I remember my dad got a Betamax VCR. Can you call it a VCR? It was Betamax. I don't know. Anyways, it was a Betamax and we went to Sears to rent Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. (sighs) So weird. I'll just never forget that. You know, how can you never forget that? I remember the microwave. Love that. It was just weird, you know, thinking about it, thinking about how far we've come, it still blows my mind. I still talk yeah. about this almost every show. It never gets old. To me, it never gets old. Um, I think what's am-
1: amazing to me is that the children these days, at how young they are, you know, two years old, they understand if they take their finger and they swipe on a screen, <laughs> it will move. <laughs> Have you ever seen
0: a kid like swipe on an old television? Yeah, like my, yeah, like my little kid swiped on an old television. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> like a two-year-old swiping on an old, like, no, you don't yeah. understand. That's yeah. Grandpa's monitor. He has it's Windows. He has Windows ninety-five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. And just so you know, the the uh, the uh, the trash eighty that I'm looking at. Has a radio sh- has Radio Shack on the screen right now. Yep. yep. Radio Shack. You know how they died. Murray used to go down aisles of like transistors, like Radio how Shack. How did you like, not walk out of that store with something in your hand? There's had, there yeah, all kinds of something. You had bags, have. plastic bags with little transistors, and all kinds something. of crazy crap that you yeah. go fix something with. Now nah, I just <laughs> want it happen now um Okay, so fast forward. How would you end up where you are? Like, did you say I was going to be in computer? I was going to be like a nerd my whole life, or
1: like what happened? No, I was going to be a rock star. I went to berkeley College of Music
0: right the day after I graduated from high school. I got in. My dad wouldn't let me go. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "You know, I, my son's not going to be a musician." I was like, "I go. got it."
1: <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. Go. I, so I went and and never finished. Came home. Um, and then kind of punted and said, well, there was a lot of kids out there that had a lot more talent than I did. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, people like John Mayer and Steve Vai and all those guitar players. Yep. Um, and then just kind of flopped around, went to community college a little bit and decided, well, you know, an accounting seems like a pretty decent, you know, respectable career. Why don't I just be an accountant? Oh my god! So gosh. I went to school and I started, you know, studying accounting and I got some jobs and then I quit school and then I got into accounting a little bit. And I worked for a couple of guys that own some Pearl Vision eyewear stores. And they said, you know, you're, you're doing all our books, but it'd be great if you could hook all our computers together. Together, We had, a, they had stores in, in Montana and Minnesota and, and all over the place. And they said, we'd, we'd love if you could automate. Can you, can you automate any of this? And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. Damn. So I automated their, their finance and accounting package. Why did they ask you to do that though? Um. Uh, just for uh, the, they must have known. Engineer like, the process. You know, they, it was it was very cumbersome in the way that they were collecting their data uh-huh. out of those systems. And uh-huh. so I was able to 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 get into the systems and just suck out all of the retail sales and and financial data and put it all together for them. And they thought it, you know, it was great. Let so me ask cool. you a
0: question. Let me. How did they know? This is tough for me because I'm like the delegation king, but I'm not the delegation king. There's areas where I, like, I really hold on to things very tightly, but there could be a real, there's, let's, just, let's just say there's a mess in my life in a particular area, <laughs> right? And it would be great to have it all automated and all brought together and all cleaned up, right? And all put into some, and all the data to come into these various different data points. And for me to be able to say, hey, I need this, I need this, I need this. How do they know to trust you to do that? Or how? Did, just because you're the accountant, obviously, and you had your fingers on it, but did you know where to begin? Were they very specific with what they asked you? Or did they just say, hey, can you help us do this? And then you got real creative with it and it was like kind of completely thrown on you. You know, I think it's kind of like a lot of
1: things that happen in the IT world. You, you're you able to to do something and show somebody that you can get some data or you can accomplish some task for them a little bit easier than they were doing it. And mm. then they, they, their, their head kind of, you know, they kind of look at you like a dog looks at something it doesn't really understand. And they go, Oh, maybe you could do something else, you know? And, and, mm. and then they throw more at you and they throw more at you. And, and the, before you know it, you're tying all these systems together and, and you're
0: automating things. And how'd we do the WAN back then? How did, did you, did you connect all the stores and were we um, downloading no, numbers no, at the end of the no, day? It
1: was, you know, <laughs> it was all like dial in and
0: grab the numbers and, hang up and it was, it was a mess. Were you guys doing that at the end of the day? Like dial, dial up, getting the reports and stuff. Because uh, I worked for Starbucks for a, a period of my lifetime and we still had modems.
1: Yeah. This was, I think we did this like
0: weekly. If I, okay. I don't even, it was so long ago. I, but it was know. still, but the point is though, it was still way better than what they were doing. Oh yeah. 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 Cool. It was, it was, it was way better. And then I, uh, I got a call
1: from a company that said, Hey, you know, you're, you're doing
0: computer stuff. And, and I I don't remember if I I must've applied there or something. Can I point out one more thing here? Let me just point out one more thing. You got a call from a company. They knew you did computer stuff, but just for everyone listening, right? Everyone that's, our age or in the ballpark of our age is going to understand what I'm going with. Right. But it's not like they just searched you on LinkedIn and gave you a call. No, no. <laughs> like how did people do know. this back then? Right. People, you had to be known. You can't just fake Somebody, it. Yeah. You can't yeah, be like you, a fake. Uh, what do we say? Like, you know, you can't be like a, what are these leaders? Thought leader. You can't be like a, a thought leader. <laughs> and someone just calls you like, no, no like you are trusted. We yeah. knew that you made this crazy accounting thing work, which is, I believe, still how it works to, the, to this day. I still believe it works that way. I believe in that mm-hmm. whole system.
1: But anyways, keep going. Uh, so anyways, so I jumped ship and I went to this company called BIS. And they sold accounting systems and they needed somebody to learn SQL to, to be able to install them. So they said, can, can you learn SQL? Because they had to have somebody certified. Mm. So a Solomon Four accounting system, they had to have somebody certified in SQL to be able to, to put them out there and install it. So I went and, and I went down that road I didn't have the certification and another company called me uh-huh. And so they were, they were pillaging, you know, this, this other company. And they said, you, you should come and work for us. And um, I remember during my interview, I'm sitting in Fridays. I'm interviewing with the two principals of this other company. And they point blank asked me, do you play video games? <laughs> and I didn't know what to say. And I'm like, well, you know, I have, but not really, you know, I'm trying to be professional. And I go, well, we shut down at four o'clock every day and we play Quake. We have Quake servers and we play against other people. And I'm like, okay. You're like, this is um, a different culture. Did you say you're hiring? <laughs> <laughs> so I jumped ship to that consulting company, got my, my uh, MCDBA, my MCSE, and was able to install these accounting systems all over. And then uh, from there went... Off on my own, I did some consulting because they were pretty big. They got swallowed up by a very large consultancy. I don't want to name any names, but they were pretty large. One of the big accounting firms, and and uh, I just didn't
0: like where it was going. You that's, know, we were that's talking a story about, though. Yeah, that's a story with a lot of things. So okay, yeah. So well, I mean,
1: money. you know, one hundred and sixty-five bucks an hour, and people were having me come out and install their equipment. Yeah. Yeah, this is crazy. So, uh, consulted on my own and, and also taught in Minnesota School of Business, which is now kind of kaplunked. They, um, they went out of business uh, a couple of years ago, several years ago. And then uh, from there, got a call from a recruiter to do a contract job at a trucking company and ended up there for 17 years.
0: So, so- that that's where I became director over there. Yeah. You, you mentioned something, yeah, which was keeping things up and running is easy. I got to take it. I got to fix the hand dryer in the men's room. Some guy said that to me. I, it was so funny. I can't remember, <laughs> you're, I can't remember IT, I,
1: you're expected to fix everything if
0: you're at IT. People's cars <laughs> and, yeah, I like, and I was like, is technology valued in your company? He's like, well, considering I got asked to fix the hand dryers in the men's room the other day. I can't remember who it was. I got to give him a shout out. I'll search that and find out who it was. It was just so funny. Um, you said keeping things up and running is easy, but influencing others is—I don't know. You—you you tell me.
1: Influencing others. I mean, you—you. You, it's hard. Yeah, it's a—it's a hard, uh, hard nut to crack. Um, you have to gain trust, I think, and I think the way that you gain trust is that you build redundant systems that um, know people that that don't do this, what we do for a living, they rely on us. They rely on these tools and they're our customers and um, they need those tools every day when they go into work, they need monitors and keyboards and databases and telecom, you know, um, all the apps that we use. And if they're not available to them, they're going to be sitting around. They can't. So you build that trust. I think you do that first. And then you can help them to do, you know, bigger and better
0: things. That makes sense. I guess I'm trying to get more at the business-focused IT leader. So once you build that trust, at what point are you making suggestions or do you even care or do you think the average... IT director is so involved in the business. They're making suggestions that help drive revenue. You know, some are, and some aren't. When you get
1: into a very large company, you're, you're so siloed that it, it's, I think it's hard, but when you're in smaller companies, you know, and I've been in some half a billion dollar companies and, and the company I'm with now is much smaller. Um, it's, I think that's, uh, the size of company, you know, you know, 200 million plus, or uh-huh. or, or even smaller where you can really make a, a dent because uh, we talked about this before it, we get to talk to everybody. Everybody comes to us. We talk to HR, we talk to accounting, we talk to ops, we talk to production, mm. you know, uh, we talk to all these people and, uh, We get an insight into their world and and their problems, and then cross-departmentally, we see where the issues are. And so I think there's a lot of opportunity for IT leaders to
0: um, add value to business. I think if the IT guy was also the coffee shop, he would be like the local psychologist. It's really amazing. (laughs) it's really amazing. I mean, really when you watch someone, I was embarrassed, almost embarrassed the other day because I was doing a screen share and you know, people can see how you, (laughs) people can see how you use a computer, right? Like, like rather than just, you know, going to the website or something, like I was like Googling the website pulling it up, finding the link, then clicking on it, you know, for something that was like, you know, it's just amazing when you watch people, how they, how they use a computer, it says a lot about who they are. Maybe that's too, I don't know if that's too simple or too deep. It's either really deep or it's too, uh, or I'm just a simpleton, um, one or the other, but you know, you mentioned developing reporting solutions, right and i think mm-hmm. reporting data well basically we're talking data here but being able to develop reporting and provide data to executive management leadership people making serious decisions in the company is uh, can can be really I mean, it can be business altering if you can take data and really correlate it and provide it that way. Is there any, you got any examples of some time where you've done that and people just went, holy crap, where'd you get this?
1: Yeah. um, You know, we produced at Cook, we produced a lot of reports. There was a lot of analytics, which was, it was great. It was, it was a lot of fun to do that Uh um, because they, they wanted to dive in deep on every aspect of, of the company. I mean, they're a trucking company. They took product from point A to point B. Yep. They wanted to know everything about, you know, where they picked it up, what time, how long did it take, what route did the driver take, you know, where did he fill up with gas? I mean, there were so many different aspects of data that we pulled, but, uh for anybody that listens to this that's an executive, here is a mistake that I saw over and over again that I, I hope that they heed this warning and, and, and they, don't, they don't make the same mistake. You can't move the goal line. You can, but you have to really understand the consequences of moving the goal line when you're talking about data. So we produce reports and we get the results and we show it to, to people and well, people would interpret it differently. they would say, um, well, um, I see this as, you know, a great route. We should, you know, try to find other customers on this route and, and other people would look at it and say, it's a terrible route. We're We're going to lose money. We should, we should not take, we should not put our trucks on this route. Huh. And, and, so they would sometimes they would move the goalpost and they would change you know how we're calculating those analytics and when you do that then you you don't have any history you don't have any historical evidence as to did it really make sense to make this to take these routes or not and so that's one piece of advice that I would I would try and and you know adhere to is Figure out what your metrics are, figure out what you want to measure and measure them, but be very cognizant that if you change those measurements, you're going to lose historical data It's really, it's like you're starting all over again. You're starting all over again. That was one of the biggest things that I, that I saw. Hmm. So
0: I'll be honest. I'm taking notes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that could really affect years. I mean, that could be like, that, that could really affect years and years. It's like starting all over again.
1: On a wider side of that, um, you know, you, you have reports and they, there was reports that would come out at all hours of the day. And we had one particular very important report that would come out very early in the morning at five thirty, six in the morning. Uh-huh. And the owner of the company, and for whatever reason we developed it and, they had used my account and my name, you know, it went out and it didn't, it didn't go out under some reporting name. It went out under my name.
0: <laughs>
1: the Chris Meyer report. <laughs> and the owner of the company came up to me one time, I'll never forget <laughs> this, and he said, yeah, he goes, I, God, I get those reports you send every morning. Thanks so much for doing that.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> like a hack. This is like a life hack. By the way, when you make this report, name it after yourself because you, and never do anything ever again. That's
1: what I do. I get up every morning and I run your report. Every morning <laughs> I get up, four o'clock, <laughs> I, I compile all the data by
0: hand, and <laughs> then I, I, I brush it over. It was great. To be honest with you, though, that is a great, that is a great idea. <laughs> Have a report named after yourself. Make sure the best report, the most important one, the one that people use every day, make sure that friggin report has your name on it Wow that's funny that i mean really though make sure hey, report had that 's like a i mean really um and then just hopefully it 's very useful and there 's not like you yeah know, some really <laughs> like you, you know like, be bad Dad. trending down <laughs> 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 I hate that guy um uh wow. Let's see. This look at we're we're coming just coming up with stuff left and right here. Um, okay. So that would be how you be. How do you become more valuable? But uh, what did you mean by don't don't worry about getting shot down?
1: Yeah, you know we talked about this. You know how do you how do you make inroads into. The, the rest of the company, I mean, you see all these things going on, and you have some ideas of how things could be improved across the organization, and you know sometimes I think you have to go out on a limb, and um, I was thinking about this question actually, and it was kind of interesting because a lot of times you may bring something up it may be in a meeting and and you may plant the seed and you you say, "Hey, wouldn't it be great if uh, you know all of our all of our uh, PLM uh, documents were accessible in the ERP system or something like that. And, and you might get shot down. You, you might have people that, that will, will say, bother that Chris, that's, that's really a terrible idea. I don't know why you would, you know, why would we even use this or, but then, and I, and my wife does this to me all the time, but then you start to think about it and you're like, Got to give it some time, I think, to kind of ferment, and they they may come back and they go, "What did you mean? You know, can we really do that?" Mm-hmm. And and so you planted the seed, and you might get shot down, but if you come back, you know, weeks later or a month later or it could be even longer, they may say, "Yeah, you know,
0: maybe we do need that." And that you might want to throw a whole handful of seeds out there too, all yeah, at once. Sure. A whole handful of bad seeds with, with one really good seed that is the one that you really want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great idea.
1: <laughs> My wife does that to me all the time. She plants these seeds. She's like, wow, you should really go, you know, the garage is kind of a mess. You should really, you know, pick that up. And I'm like, no, that's a stupid
0: idea. I don't want to do that. I don't want football. <laughs> and you start to think about it and you're like, boy, it really is kind of a mess, you know? Stuff my own. There's three things I want from you. I want a million dollar home. I want a new car and I want the garage to be cleaned. <laughs> like, well, I'll do number three. <laughs> 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 I just made up some like ridiculous requests just to get you to do the one she wants. Yeah. Totally. Um, hmm. I was, you've just, you, I'm sorry, but my mind just went to all the things that my wife does and how it's the complete (laughs) opposite. I'll just be honest. You, you really just shut me down. You shut me down entirely because with my wife uh, I have eight kids for anyone that doesn't know that out there. So the, and I'm a delegator. I'm like the king delegator. I, they do everything. I will like, if it's just me, I'm left home by myself. Like they'll be doing the dishes. They'll be doing the vacuuming. They'll be doing, you know, I'll be like, Hey, what about this? You know, it'll be like, it's just like the king delegator. And it's almost like oppression. You know, it's like, it's like the tyrant has taken over,
1: (laughs) you know, jobs get handed down to like the oldest one has a job and then, and then, When another one gets old enough, you can say, hey, guess what? You get to do this job now.
0: Yeah, I try to get them to train, you know, I try to get them like, you know, hey, look, you need to learn what what it's, you know, how to delegate yourself, how to become a trainer, how to be effective with your younger brothers and sisters, right? Oh, but they don't listen. I was like, they're not going to respect you like you respect me. You're the brother. You're like like equal, almost like an equal to them. Almost like you're older, but you know, it's not like me. Like I'm like, you know, so it's different for you. You have to, you know, like be their friend in order to get them to do it or, you know, I don't know, bribery or something. I don't know what it is. Try anyways, you know, uh <laughs> so I don't know. It's an insane, it's kind of an insane asylum. It's just uh when I think about it, it's a lot of times I was talking about this the other day with with a, a guy John Sandy who's a, another IT director about how a lot of times we're very effective at work, but when we come home that all goes out the window and it's like kind of like more this emotional mess of things that are going on. But the reason why you got me off on this tangent is because you're you made the example of your wife, you know uh, asking you to clean the garage and the garage is like, like a thing for me, you know what I mean? But she'll be out there cleaning it and then she'll be doing the dishes and then she'll be doing this. And there'll be like a bunch of kids just running around, trashing everything. Like right after she does, I'm like, what are you doing? Like delegate your mother, you know, and she'll just be like the mom that's just come, you know, exhausted, but stop doing this. You've got like a whole, like, like a, you know, like a, Like, what are those of the chain gang of like, (laughs) chain gang of kids? Like, please get them doing this work for you. Anyways, moms are, you know, but at least in, you know, the, uh, what they do is at least what my wife does is uh, a feat of amazement. Um, they're
1: pretty, they're pretty amazing, aren't they? They, they really are. And, um, my wife wasn't a mom, uh, you know, when, when we had our first child, I have four I have two with the previous wife and and two with with my current wife and and she didn't you know she wasn't a mom until you know we had Carson and then she became this mom, and you see that and it's pretty pretty amazing thing so yeah and and you know for all the moms out there they i mean they just yeah they're pretty amazing and <laughs> yes, for any yes. mom that holds a career and is a mom doubly you know well kudos to them so
0: yeah yeah Re- really tough really tough um it has been a pleasure having you on the show i want to give you the 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 final word here which just reminded me of jerry springer for some reason i don't know why that oh. popped into my head oh, that, no. or he used to have like the final like he like like he would have some kind of like like virtuous final speech, which is completely laughable. Um, <laughs> so really not the opposite of him. But if you had any one piece of advice for um, aspiring IT leadership or, um, you know, just in general, you know, what would that be? Yeah, I mean, I've got a couple things that
1: I could, I could spew out. Um, what I've learned over the years is when I first got... Uh, into a leadership role. I was, I could be kind of a tyrant a little bit, you know, why didn't you get this done? What's going on? I think the important lesson I learned was that um, you've got people working for you and and they've got all sorts of things going on in their life. You you probably don't know half of them Mm -hmm. and some of them are good and some of them aren't so good. So sometimes you cut people a little bit of slack, you know, and try to figure out what makes people tick. And inspire them, you know yeah. I learned a long time ago um, when I lived on the farm you know when you want a cow to do something you can take a bucket of feed and lead it around or you could take a two by four and try to beat it yeah you know into submission it doesn't work beat anything into submission you you know lead it lead by example yeah yeah lead it, lead it around and then the other piece of advice that I would that I would give is I got um, one time we all did myers- Briggs uh, personality tests Yeah, and we all sat, all the, the, the directors in the company all sat with a psychologist and they went over their test. And when he got to me, he went over the test and he said, uh, don't be worried. You're, you're worried about, you know, I was a database programmer when I started and he <laughs> said, leave it alone. You've got people to do that. Focus uh-huh. on being a leader uh-huh. and focus on inspiring people. He goes, don't worry, you know, if, if, you know, the company goes out of business and you're out of a job, there'll be another director of IT or VP of IT job. Mm-hmm. Worry about, you know, inspiring these people and leading them and making sure that, you know, you're providing value to the business. Yeah. And I think that that was great advice, you know, for for anybody who's currently becoming Come an IT director or is going to. Or, uh, it's very hard when you get into the
0: when you're not the boss. It's easy to say like, "Oh, I could do it better." Then when you yeah. are the boss, you're like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, like this Especially is a totally different world." <laughs> when you've
1: done it, you know you have that job and you've handed it off to somebody. I came in, you know, is you know database. A database programmer, and then you hand that off. And, and yeah, that's,
0: that's hard. But at some point, you have to make that transition to, to a leadership role. Yeah, thank you for being vulnerable. And uh, you know, you really have to kind of, you really do have to be a good listener. You have to be very patient. You really have to take that extra amount of time, especially when you're trying to run a million miles a minute. My, my same psychological uh, uh, feedback that everyone gave me was uh, just slow down slow down. Yep. I still hear it to this day. It's like, it's kind of like, that's why I really liked the book First Break All the Rules because it's, and then focus on your strengths because you know what? I will never slow down. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen as much as I've tried. It's hard in this day and age. No question. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. And uh, yeah, Yeah. and we look forward to having you on again in the future. (laughs)